that's actually more Halloween appropriate, right? Like, what's so scary about a wart? Paralysis, though. Full body paralysis. <laughs> that's pretty terrifying. Oh, I wonder if they can cause sleep paralysis and uh, night terrors. Um, like, maybe mystical toads. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Yet another reason not to go licking toads. This is Crittercast. Yes. Episode 16. Yeah. Episode Lucky 16. number 16. Sure, okay. As every number says. every number is a lucky number now. Yeah. This is Crittercast episode 16 with Karina and Cassie, as usual. <laughs> we don't say our names in every episode, but for this episode, why not? This is the third out of four of our spooky critter series for Halloween. All of our October episodes are featuring critters of the spookiest variety. Yes. Um, with traditional Halloween ties, of course. <laughs> and um, and this third episode, we've decided to delve into something perhaps a little less creepy mm-hmm. and a little more crawly. Like, not really... <laughs> cr- I mean, I guess... <laughs> That isn't really because we did we did spiders last episode, right, and that's right, right. more crawly yeah. than this episode. But you know, it's not like people are scared of these critters; they're, they're just very connected to Halloween, right? And they do definitely have some um, stereotypes about them that people are scared of, like Ish, if yeah. you touch them, what might happen? Yes, exactly. But it's not; it's certainly not like a. Oh my God! If I saw this animal out in the world, I'd, right. I'd scream. It will and kill run. me. Right? It's not yes. like when people see black widows and they wanna they want to move out of their homes or take their shoe from their date. <laughs> and <kill them. laughs> Oh my God! Do you want to tell um, listeners like the coincidence of what happened recently when we were driving by the park and just mm-hmm. so happened to possibly see <laughs> Shoe Man? No Shoe Man. Oh. <laughs> Like, right after you told me that story for the podcast. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> there he was, wandering around. Not even wandering around Woodland, but wandering around Davis. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Um, we got out of there. <laughs> we got out of there. Lickety split. Lickety fast. So, one thing I will put out is that if you notice more um, background noise in this, it's just because we... This is the most procrastinating we've done for an episode ever. Yeah. Look, we were really busy this week. Uh, Karina has literally not had a day off. Not for a while. I don't even know how long it's been since you've no, had that's a day not, off. I mean, I took Monday. Did you have Monday off? Yeah, I took Monday off, I think. I don't remember. I don't remember. It all but you definitely don't have your normal day off this week. No, it's true. <laughs> it's just been a chaotic week, and therefore it is the night before um, the day we usually post our podcast. We're super prepared. Though. Yeah. It's it's confused. It's going to be a great episode. Oh yeah. It's just going to be a little less a little less editing out the uh, the critters yes. in the background. You know, we just thought that you would enjoy the ambiance. <laughs> it is critter cast. Indeed. The whole the Actually, whole this episode cast is just going to be our animals. Is critters. <laughs> Have fun. They're going to teach you about about Halloween critters. But yeah, lots boy. of fun. Tomorrow is actually National Reptile Awareness Day. This episode brought to you by so National today, Reptile Today, Wednesday. actually, because it is 12.04 a.m. Oh, we did that intentionally. <laughs> this is on purpose. It's National Reptile Awareness Day! <laughs> Super fun. October 21st. Uh, lots of fun pet stores do cool, like, reptile-type events. Let's go. Skip out on work. Let's I go. can't skip out on I work. Know. I have work. And it's um, important work. It's important work. And it's fun work. Beer. Beer and dogs. Yeah. Doesn't get better than that. No. Unless you're like me and you don't drink beer. Then or it does get better than that. If you were like me and you like reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it'll be fun. Um, 
So that that's today. So just, you know, love your reptiles as we do here Aww. at CritterCast, obviously. Hashtag um, love your reptiles. Our first Meet the Critters video went live this week. It did, and it yeah. was so cute. Meet the Critters of CritterCast, and we met Basil. Yes. So this this coming Wednesday, you'll get introduced to one of our mammalian, <laughs> our mammal uh <laughs> critters here at home because that's basically we've got <laughs> reptiles and we've got mammals yes. that's it so nothing in between nothing in between not for now no <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't really handle anything else right now anyway <laughs> we're uh, at our max um and that will go live our paypal and our um patreon page i have i still have the goal of them going live before this episode goes live yep. it, it does not take them long to set up no i just we just need to get them there. We we need to have the time to work on this. Literally, it will take less than an hour. <laughs> okay, we can do it. Yes. Yes. So my goal is for them to go tandem yes. together. So hopefully when you're listening to this, you could go on Patreon, Google, yeah. or like Google CritterCast Patreon, mm-hmm. or Google, um, and we'll update our website to have a little tab with info for our Patreon and our PayPal. Yeah. And that will be the goal. And I think this is, if you're listening to this episode before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, the last chance you have yeah. to get in a request for us to send you a Halloween postcard. Yes. This is like, if you can let us know by Wednesday. Yeah. If you're listening to this before Wednesday the 23rd? Mm-hmm. 24th. 22nd? 24th. 24th. Wednesday the 24th. That will be your deadline yes. to submit interest in a podcast, in a, in a physical postcard. Yeah. Because the digital ones we can send you all the way up, you know, if you want it for Halloween all the way up until Halloween and we can send them to you long after Halloween. Um, and if you don't mind getting a postcard after Halloween, you can request it later, but we are going to put in our order for our postcards to go out on Halloween, um, by Wednesday. Yes. So please get those to us ASAP. Yes, please. That would be great. Because we would love to send them to you. So yeah, let us know. Um, but without further ado, <laughs> let's just let's just uh, hop right into today's oh, facts. Oh, that we was so die, good. We always say die, you know, we had to, we got to yeah, change it up. Absolutely. Hop into episode 16 of CritterCast. Hop right on in. Our third Halloween Critter. Aww. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about... Toads! Ribbit, ribbit, toads. <laughs> Actually... They croak yeah, more than they exactly. Mm-hmm. Frogs are the riveters. Yes. We're yes. not talking about frogs today. I mean, we'll talk about frogs a little bit just so that we can talk about the distinctions between frogs yes. and toads, which, by the way, just further cements my belief that our <laughs> categorization of animals is a arbitrary. <laughs> arbitrary. It's just arbitrary. System. Right? <laughs> yes. Everyone's oh like, oh, goodness. frogs and toads, they look similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's they do. It. <laughs> yeah, right. So frogs and toads are both amphibians. There's a couple of different ways that people classify the difference between frogs and toads. So in general, uh, frogs are... Wait, hang on. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, it's late. <laughs> in... When we try to do them in the morning, you say, I'm not functional yet. When we do them at night, you say, it's too... It's too late. I'm so tired. I'm only functional between 2 and 10. 11. Well, 2 and 11. We never start. I know. That's dumb. Okay. All right. I'm functional now. I turned my functional switch on. Okay. Okay. So, the difference between frogs and toads. Toads generally have dry skin. 
They have crests between their behind their eyes that are made up of warts, and then they have parotoid glands. They tend to be squat, rough-skinned, um, and they are members of the order Anura, um, and especially so. There's distinctions between toads and true toads, and the true toads are members of the family Buphonidae. Okay. So, <laughs> so you might have heard the saying that all toads are. Wait, no, I'm not going to say that because I think I'll get it wrong. So let me just keep telling you the distinctions. Okay, so. Since toads and frogs both belong to the order Inura, toads are actually a subset of frog. So all toads are frogs, but not all frogs are toads. That's like tortoises and turtles. Yes. Right? Yeah. Where all tortoises Mm -hmm. are turtles, but not all turtles are tortoises. Exactly. Okay. And it's similar distinctions, too, because frogs are in the water for the majority of their lives. Right. And toads are, start out in the water and then move for most of their lives to moist land. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Christopher Raxworthy, who is the Associate Curator of Herpetology at the American Museum of Natural History, explains that the difference between frogs and toads in popular use seems to be that toads are used to refer to any frog that has a dry, warty skin and short legs. And the name frog is commonly applied to those um, frogs that have long legs and smooth, mucus-covered skins. Are you following? Yeah, I okay. get you. I'm picturing toads and frogs in my head. Yeah. And, like, when the first kind of frog I think of when I think of a frog is, like, a, a tree frog. Yes. Like a rainforest tree frog. Yep. Those bright green, mm-hmm. slimy, or, like, a dart frog. Yeah. You know, little little guys, though I know some frogs can be quite large. Mm-hmm. And when you think of a toad, you generally just think of this, like, lumpy, ugly brown thing. Yeah, like a... <laughs> yes. Yes, Like, exactly. big, giant, mm-hmm. lumpy... Yep. ...brown things. Yes. And... Exactly. Swamp creatures. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Uh, So what this wonky classification system has led to is that in popular use, the name toad is applied so unevenly that one member of a family may be called a toad and a very closely related member might be called a frog. Right. Even if it's not scientific. Right. But, you know, we are not a... Not a super science-y podcast. No, we're not experts here. we appreciate here. and love science, but we are not right. going to lie to you We're a podcast for the common folk. <laughs> That's right. We are common folk, <laughs> and we're a podcast for the common folk. Yeah. So for the purposes of this episode, mm-hmm. we will be discussing the critters commonly called toads. Exactly. Yep. And I, I will tell you a couple of facts about the true toad. So the true toad being the members of the family Buffonidae, specifically Bufo Bufo. Okay. Yes. Um, That sounds fun. (laughs) Besides Bufo, however, the family Bufonidae also includes 30 genera, um, one of which contains one of the few inurin genera to bear live young. So some, one one type of toad has live young instead of tadpoles and eggs. Those poor toads. I know, right? Any species that has to give birth to live (laughs) young, it's just not fun. Let's talk about some of the things that make toads totally awesome. (laughs) So, 
One of the things that I really love about toads is that they have freaking tons of natural defenses, which means that they don't have a bunch of natural predators. Okay. So it's pretty interesting. Um, that can lead to complications. We'll talk about those later. But they're, they're super helpful um, for the environment in that they consume a bunch of pests, especially agricultural pests. All right. And... Um, uh, farm and garden pests, basically. So they eat insects, snails, and slugs. And one toad in a summer can eat 10,000 insects, snails, and slugs. Which I know, we, we do, we, we love, love our, our snails, snails and slugs. slugs. Yes. But we did talk about how their overpopulation can be a problem. Yeah. I didn't agree at the time, but I know they have to feed our toad friends, and I like toads too. Yeah. So, you know, circle of life, man. It's, that's right. Yeah. Nature. Yep. Um. So in order to avoid being eaten, toads have several defense systems. The first one being when I talked about the parotoid glands that they have. Okay. So that's a gland that secretes a poison that helps the toad to defend itself from predators. It's called a bufotoxin. Get it? Like bufo-bufo? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And it's pretty serious, honestly. You do not want to get on the wrong side of bufotoxin. I mean, how does one get on? The, like, is it this the kind of toxin where, like, can it get through your skin and hurt you? Yes. Yeah, don't pick them up. Don't eat them. Definitely don't try licking them to get high. <laughs> is that a thing? That's a thing. Oh, no. Don't do it. Well, it can lead to paralysis and occasionally even death. Uh, so yeah. I would guess that, like, just accidentally touching a toad or touching a toad briefly. Oh, yeah, just, like, a little bit. Couldn't do the same harm as, like... In, in full on it'll cause it. not for a human for a human it'll cause an allergic reaction oh okay mm-hmm. so if you ingested it however it could yes yeah, could yeah. Lead to paralysis yeah and it depends on the type of toad and the size and what sort of predator is consuming the bufotoxin or coming into contact right uh so they have some other defenses as well a lot of them are, um, like we were talking about, that kind of mottled green or brown color. Right. Which means that... Camouflage. Exactly. Because they're living in swampy sorts of land. Exactly. In moist forests or open wetland area. Yeah. And so they blend amazingly well. So that's wonderful camouflage from birds, from predators. They also, um, however, try the flip side. And so some of them are super brightly colored. Yeah. To let predators know, hey... I've got poison, bitch. Don't mess with me. Yeah, honestly, if I were a toad, I think I would probably try to camouflage because I just want to be like, you know what? Just don't, just leave me alone. Don't mess, no. I'm not even here. Yeah. What You toad? don't see me. <laughs> Look at that delicious snail over there. Go what toad? That. No toads here. Not here. Nope. <laughs> just a piece this is of a swamp. Toad free swamp. <laughs> <laughs> totally toad free. I know we can't use that one. I, we got to think of something new. Times. We got to think of something new. <laughs> um, so, do, 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 do. Other defenses. Oh, they also, and I'm sure you've seen this or heard something about it, but some toads can puff up their bodies in an attempt to look bigger if a predator is nearby or if they feel threatened. Yeah. I think I have seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they can kind of like inflate like a little balloon. Like a little blowfish. Yes. They're like, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Which so is many, awesome. And that's a very common thing in mm-hmm. the critter world. Like so many animals do some version of this. Our dogs have hackles. Our cats right. will puff up their fur. Make themselves look yeah. bigger. Yeah. Everybody, like 
Not as impressive as a toad, of course, because no. they can't literally like balloon themselves. No, but and honestly, I and think nothing's that's... quite as as impressive as a pufferfish. No, right? <laughs> yeah, you see a regular one just kind of floating through, and you're like, oh yeah, this thing, it's fine. Yeah, it's not scary. Touch and then it, and whoa! It's like, <laughs> just kidding. But I think toads have a. Pr- I've seen it once or twice, and I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. impressive version. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'm it's sorry. It's just already. right there. It's tired. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So let me tell you some more about their poisons because okay. these poisons are really interesting. Um, so the poison of the Colorado River toad and of the giant toad, which is also called the cane toad, and we'll talk more about the cane toad as well because there's a lot going on with cane toads right now, can affect some animals that are as large as dogs in some cases, causing temporary paralysis or even death. Some predators, however, such as hedgehogs and grass snakes, mm-hmm. are immune. Hedgehogs are very interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, always got to love any member of the snake family. Oh, yeah. Indeed. We love our snickies. Exactly. Yes. But I, I can't wait till we do a hedgehog episode because <laughs> what a unique critter. Right? Yeah. We're g- See, the thing is, guys, we love toads. But, like, they just lead you to want to talk about so many other critters. Toads are cool. <laughs> Summary of this episode, if you have nothing else, is that toads are cool. They are cool. There's not a ton of special They're stuff. They're beneficial like, to our right. ecosystem. Like, you really can't have anything super <laughs> against toads. No. All their defense mechanisms are just there to protect them. Right. Like, nothing super harmful to you as a human. Nope. And it's pretty easy to avoid toads if you really don't want to be around them. don't pick them up. Right. When you see them, maybe walk away a little bit. And like that's... Just a tiny bit. You don't have to run away. No, you could just be like, okay, sidestep and (laughs) walk around it. Or even just step over it. It's going to be fine. Exactly. (laughs) It might puff up a little bit at you, but... You might get that like like, threatening croak. Yeah. Hope that doesn't give you a heart attack. Uh, also, just in case you were concerned, yes, you cannot catch warts from a toad. Ah, nope. I'm sure we'll talk more about Halloweeny type toad things um, mm-hmm. when we get there. But. Yes, but for now, just know toads have been viciously maligned. Uh, absolutely. Come on. <laughs> All the critters we t- we're talking about for Halloween have been right. inappropriately placed yes. in the Halloween sector. Right. Because they definitely will not give you warts. They just might paralyze you. It's fine. Not a big deal. Uh, oh, my gosh. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about the, um, the cool things about toads. Yeah. So they range in size from about 1 inch to about 10 inches as full-grown adults. Okay. Um, so 10, 10 inch, inches. Toad is like a massive... Right? Thing. Pretty it's big. almost a whole foot. Yeah. Not as big as our cat, but definitely as big as our smallest dog. <laughs> oh, for sure. And the um, smallest North American toad is the oak toad. And how cute is that? The oak toad. How, how small is it? It is only 1.3 inches. Oh. So it's probably. Okay. It's is just it lumpy? a little bit. Of course it's lumpy. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you could still have Just one, like, but it would be a display pet. Like only. a little lumpy. Yes. A little lumpy toad. Mm-hmm. Like, you you could responsibly own one in captivity? I mean... Or are we talking like you just go out like and grab one? Like, theoretically, you could. I don't think you should. I don't know how many people Like, I'm those. only down to keep a toad if it was, like, captive bred. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. For not, most I'm reptiles not going out and kidnapping. I think that's I'm the not way to go. go. Kidnap a, a frog or a toad. No. Um, and I definitely have seen much more um, frogs for sale, like Pac-Man frogs and pixie frogs. Yeah, it's more common, but that you know, that confuses me a little bit because they do look like mm-hmm. frogs in their vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. But Pac-Man and pixie frogs are both very um, lumpy. They've yes. got lumps, and they're bigger and flatter. So yeah, but almost... they don't have the rough skin. If you oh, were to pet them, they would smooth? have the mucus. Even though they're lumpy, it's yep. smooth and, and yeah. Uh, Squishy. Yeah, exactly. Squidgy. Mm-hmm. That's that word for when you, like, step in the mud. Like, that's yep. not squishy. It's squidgy. Yep. Which Squidge. is such yes. a gross It's thing. an onomatopoeia. It sounds like what it is. Squeak. Yes, exactly. Squidge. Well, uh, so apparently you can have pet toads responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to be really careful about the types of toads that you choose and the size of terrarium that you keep them in. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, is as with, like... fair for anything. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the hardiest types of pet toads would be, like, an American toad. Yeah. And those are pretty... pretty A good old mutt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the mutt of the toad yep. world. Yep, and they're pretty forgiving as long as you can um, handle, get enough warmth in their terrariums and... Um, Keep that humidity up. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Which, for me, means no, because I struggle already with just trying to keep the humidity up in the crust. And humidity is tough, especially right? when you live in Not a, very a humid, dry yeah. area. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically have to have a misting system. Yeah. Keep keep a low level of mist in there all the time, yep. which is possible, but... I bet you can have one in those paludariums. <laughs> it's really just not worth the effort for me. I, I yeah, like toads, but like I'll just continue effort. to admire them in their right in their own environment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we will not probably eat toads or ingest toads, even though they apparently um, have long been used, um, at least the dried toad poison, to treat various ailments in um, Chinese herb. I was going to say in Eastern medicine. medicine. Yes. Yeah. Because remember we were watching that video for, yeah. from Asmotics Esmo- mm-hmm. about how we in Western culture don't think that there, don't think about the fact that mm-hmm. there's still lots of Eastern medicine right. and like herbal practices that use very odd exotic creatures. Exotic to us. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's particularly crazy now because to think that that's crazy because a lot of the research that I do every time I talk about an animal is, oh, some aspect of this animal Mm -hmm. can help to cure X, Y, Z. Right. Or help to develop these crazy technologies. Right. You know, so for example, toads are a fantastic example because um, scientists believe that they can use some of the bufotoxins to uh, help to kill cancer. I mean, that sounds like risky business, right? Like, these toxins that can paralyze and kill, like, just, like, mm-hmm. release them free on some cancer yeah. cells and be like, okay, but just these ones, guys. <laughs> no, but here, that that's the cool thing. So, researchers at the University of Queensland have been researching the medical benefits of um, bufotoxin from cane toads, mm-hmm. and they found that the cane toad poison selectively kills cancer cells while leaving healthy cells intact. Interesting. Very interesting and very handy for um, the Australians in particular because they have an overabundance of cane toads at the moment. Ah, mm-hmm. so they're like, 
Hey guys, how can serve we, a purpose. How can we turn this into a positive? I was going to say, Queensland's in Australia, right? Of course they're like, it just makes sense for yes. Australians to be the ones that are like, let's use our weird killer animals. Like Australians are innovative. I know, right? It's, it's fabulous. Also, hello to our first Australian listener. Ah. Welcome. We love you. Did you Google Toad Facts Australia? Maybe. <laughs> Just to come up with that, you were like, an Australian listener. (laughs) Well, no, I came across some stuff because the biggest toad ever um, recorded recently is a cane toad that was caught in Australia whose nickname is, are you ready for this? I don't know. Toadzilla. That's so not innovative. (laughs) And they've described that, that toad as being the size of a small dog. Which... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. Absolutely. Of a small dog. I mean, Rue is our small dog. Yes. Our smallest small dog. Yeah. And I can... That remember when we were at the... Um, Sacramento. Sacramento. Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had a cane toad. That was a cane toad. Yes. That they were demonstrating. And it definitely looked like... Yeah, it looked definitely looked like, about the size of Rue. Yep. Big old cane toad. Yep. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so much easier to wrap my head around, though. Like a root-sized yes. toad right. versus like some of the animals we talked about where you're just like throwing out these huge feats, and I'm yes. like, I can't even picture what that is. Absolutely. But yes, I can I could picture a toad that size. Mm-hmm. I mean, can long ago, but you know. Picture the size of a terrarium, you'd need to keep that toad. <laughs> I mean, not as big as the size of a terrarium, you'd need to keep a giant monitor. Or a giant tortoise. Right? <laughs> like, a sulcata. Very true. But also you, just... You can't put a sulcata in a no. terrarium. They need a backyard. No. And cane toads <laughs> don't make good pets, so don't do I it. would think, yeah, not. <laughs> no. And I, I do remember too big. the lovely presenter at the yes. sack reptile show saying, this is not a pet. Right. Right. Well, and another thing with the cane toads is people would get the teeny tiny little adorable baby toad mm-hmm. and think, oh, you know, it won't get much bigger than this. But like a sulcata tortoise... Surprise, bitch! I live forever and I grow. Exactly. Yeah, sulcata starts so tiny. So tiny and adorable. And so, I mean, all toads start so like these little tiny things. Teensy. Yep. And then they gonna grow. Yes. They gonna get so big. So if you want a toad, an American toad, pixie toad, Pac-Man toad, or frog. Yeah. Pixie frog, Pac-Man frog. Maybe look at, you yes. know, standard, commonly kept mm-hmm. frogs. Frogs that we know a lot about that you can buy from captive bred, reputable breeders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about how long they live. All right. Do you have any guesses? I would feel like it would depend mm-hmm. definitely on the like size. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have to remember that wildlife age, yep. age ranges exactly. are always affected by predators. Yes. As opposed to like, oh, humans live this long because we're apex predators or dogs yep. can live this long in captivity because we protect them from. Or whales can live this long in the ocean because nobody's going to mess with a blue whale. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, small toads, yeah. they have to have a shortened lifespan because of the risk of predators. Absolutely. Though we did talk about them not having too many predators. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess like a solid five to ten years. Is that it? For smaller ones. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the big ones yet. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable for the smaller ones. But for bigger ones in captivity, um, I think the record is about 20 to 25 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. standard. Like, yeah, what our reptiles are living in yep. captivity. Exactly. The natural lifespan that they that some of them certainly lead out in the yeah out in the world. Just not all of them. Uh uh-uh. uh. Apex predators. 
Toads. <laughs> I think that was I that was our decided upon title before we even did this episode was Toads, man. They're toads. <laughs> so toads. <laughs> <laughs> They're totally awesome. No. Wait, we're not that's not gonna be the title. Oh, I made myself choke. It oh was so funny. <laughs> yeah, because oh, because there's there's nothing in like mind blowingly I do have some more things to work up to. Okay. But I don't want to throw my best facts at you right off the bat. I want to keep you interested and invested. Okay. 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 So, toads can be found on every continent, excluding... Antarctica. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a fact we know now. (laughs) Yes. So true. And there are more than 300 species of bufo, true toads. Uh, they are found worldwide except in Australia, Madagascar, polar regions, and Polynesia, and the Polynesian islands. Um, although... So the cane toad is not a true toad. This No, the cane toad is a true toad. So are they invasive to yes. Australia? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All it takes is for one kid to, to bring a tiny toad in his pocket. No, here's where it gets crazy. Yeah. They were brought in intentionally. Oh. Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we ever think it's a good idea? You know, we start messing around with the ecosystem to try and solve some sort of problem that we have. So for in this case, the problem was um, that Australian farmers in the 1920s and 30s were having a really hard time growing sugar cane mm-hmm. and keeping their sugar cane from being eaten by snails and slugs. So they were like, let's bring in, what, did, don't they have their own toads? Not bufo toads. Not true toads. Exactly. Oh. Yep. This so. Just, it's never a good idea to mm-hmm. introduce invasive species. No. It's just well, not. I mean, I, I don't want to say never, ever, ever. I feel like it starts out, like, going the way right. you want it to go at first. But, but in but general, it's Because they are invasive the species. To, yes. Generally, they really mess with the ecosystem. Yeah. And, and will throw off all the levels of all the populations. Right. So now they have an overabundance of cane toads. Yeah. So in August of 1935, 102 cane toads were introduced to Australia. What an odd number. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming those are the ones who made it alive over the trip. Because it was 1935. Yeah. I'm assuming they were boated in. Yeah. Um, So they were unleashed in northern Queensland. Uh, The... The program, of course, was to help the sugarcane farmers, and everyone was super skeptical that it would work. Right. But guess what? It did. Just a little too way well. Way too well. Yeah. Way, way, way too well. So would you like to guess approximately how many cane toads a there million. are? Not even close. Oh, my God. Not I mean, even. it has been, what, 80 years? Mm-hmm. And they breed significantly. Yes. Yes. How many million? Not even a million. Um, excuse me? 1.5 billion cane toads. How do you even, how do you have, how do people have these numbers? How do you track and tag cane toads? I mean, I assume that probably what they do like, is I know there's a tag large in a particular margin. area. Yeah. And then average, right? Still, insane. If you were a scientist who counts uh, cane Speed. toads in yeah. Australia, please tell us. Yeah, how, how exactly do you do this yes. to come up with an even remotely yeah. plausible number? It's got to be through some sort of, like, computer modeling system. I mean, people have been doing this for, yeah. like, long before there were computer modeling Yeah, but I think that's systems. the more effective system. Also, now I just can't get the <laughs> image out of my head of, like, people just opening 
wooden crates right. and like toads just like or like like a going swarm for a of toads and you can't step anywhere because there's a no. King I was toads. thinking of the release of the original one hundred two. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Like they just open these wooden crates and like a swarm okay, of toads just <laughs> yeah. goes it's, like like the baby biblical. sea turtles, you know. <laughs> Except right, it's the word swarm. That's why That's, it's such a biblical term. It is. It gets mm-hmm. yeah. And toads. Toads is also kind of a biblical frogs, I think. It's frogs. It's frogs. Yeah. A plague Mm -hmm. of frogs. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Maybe they were toads, though. That was just before we started classifying them differently. Oh, crap. You know they weren't frogs. They weren't releasing little dart frogs. Were they mucus covered or were they smooth and, or were they rough skinned or smooth skinned? Probably. I I would. To know. (laughs) Somebody who studies the Bible. Please. We're really calling on everybody for help today. Yes. We need a lot of help understanding toads because they're deceptively simple, but then actually we have a lot of questions. Exactly. Yes. A lot of questions. Okay. So of course the cane toads have been a bit of a problem. Of course. Of course. So, um, they they aren't as much of a problem as they could be because there's a lot of natural selection in the the birth and growth, the development life cycle of a okay. cane toad. So when a cane toad is born, um, the female cane toads lays her eggs. They hatch into tadpoles, very similar to most frogs and toads. Um, and then that the, being a tadpole lasts for about four to eight weeks. These many of these fall prey to cannibalism. Oh, so they just eat each other. They just eat each other. As tadpoles? Yes. Yeah, that seems mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So they'll so eat So be the... glad that your grade school bullies didn't just eat you. Right. <laughs> oh, but they won't eat their own siblings. They'll just eat other, other um, Oh, so then I'd females. be safe because everybody knows that your siblings are your worst bullies. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So you're, you know. And if you have a big family, you're much safer. Right. If, if you have a small family, the... like, oh. Kind of sucks for you. Everyone's going to pick you guys off one Yeah, by one. they are. Um, so while the young amphibians can make short work of each other, anything else that tries to eat them is in for a bad experience because even the cane toad eggs and tadpoles are, are already filled with poisonous. their poison. Yes. Well, exactly. you know, if you're going to be poison, you just have to start that mm-hmm. right off the bat. Absolutely. Just get to it right off the bat. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so going back to... Talking about how they're all over Australia, they were also introduced for the same reasons to New Guinea, Fiji, Hawaii, Florida, and several Caribbean islands. Of course they were. And they've had an incredibly negative effect on the um, environments there, threatening several native species wherever they threat, wherever they spread. But there are some things about them that are pretty nifty. Okay. So their poisons have been used in other ways by humanity as well as as a natural remedy. They have also been used not only to heal, but to destroy. To destroy what? Other people. What? Yes. Like a like a like an official thing or like yeah. one person was like No, like um poison on arrowheads. Oh. Particularly in the Chaco tribe of uh, Western Columbia, who used to milk toads by placing them in bamboo tubes over an open fire. I apologize for that imagery. That's disgusting, but I had to tell you. So they, like, melted them down? The concentrated poison would trickle into a bottle, and then they would smear that poison into arrowheads and blow gun darts. Okay. Yep, and use it to paralyze their enemies. 
Sorry, I put this snake on my face, and I think he's trying to burrow into my eyeball. He is. Cool. He just loves you a lot. Oh, and into my mouth. <laughs> Ew. Please don't burrow Don't eat your snake. I'm not eating him. He's just Don't looking, lick him either. He's looking for a place At to get in. At least he doesn't have bufotoxin. This is true. Kenyan sandboas. Non-venomous, <laughs> non-toxic snakes. Better better pets than, <laughs> than cane <any> toads. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, so I mean, that's, that makes sense, you know, poison-dipped arrows had to yeah. get their poison from somewhere natural. Right? They didn't, they didn't cook it up in a lab. Exactly. And, like, toads are relatively easy to wrangle in, mm-hmm. as opposed to, it's Although, not like, it's not like they were, you know, They have to be to, pretty careful gathering them, though, because if you're coming in contact with them, you can get some of the bufotoxin. I mean, I'm sure they lost some good men in the effort, but it was worth it. Yes, it was a sacrifice. (laughs) They were willing to make, okay? (laughs) To to milk the bufotoxin. That's so odd. You know, we're not here to judge. We're just here to... We are fully here to judge. Right. I forgot about that part of our mission. Exactly. (laughs) We, We come to judge. Okay, so some other cool things. There's a notable male to female size discrepancy. Is it mm-hmm. following a pattern or uh-huh. is it flipping a pattern? Well, it's following a pattern on this show for sure. So the females are larger. Females are bigger. Again, science class lies to you. <laughs> Don't listen to any of your science teachers. Did your lies. science teachers tell you that males are usually larger? Something told me that. Oh. I think it's definitely more common in mammals. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. in most other critters. Yeah. It's the females rocking. They it. have to do. The mammals are just more backwards, the work. and the females in mammals are usually better too. They just don't have the advantage of being physically larger, which sometimes is an advantage anyway. Right? Yeah. It's like those big male lions, but really, to be born a male mm-hmm. lion is a curse because you can't stay. <laughs> That's true. Either you win yes. or you get kicked out. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yep. And if the female lions don't like you. They might get rid of you anyway. They'll overthrow you. Yes. They will. Ah, They'll save you. Matriarchal societies. Yes. You keep one man around for the purposes of breeding and protection, and the rest of them go. I mean, look, not all men, but also this is sounding real good to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hard year. The toads know where it's at. Females got to be big. Oh, yes. The men also have rougher skin. I guess they haven't, the males, the mm-hmm. male cane toads. The men. <laughs> I know, right? I guess the they men, have not The men toads, though. The men toads. The men toads, like <laughs> men folk. <laughs> the men folk toads <laughs> have not discovered lotion or refuse to use it because they're too manly. <laughs> oh, my God. The toxic masculinity <laughs> affecting everybody. <laughs> It's so sad. And they like to hear themselves talk, mm-hmm. so they're much noisier than the females, making an assortment of vocalizations, including a chirpy release call. Oh, no. Yeah, that's all we're going to Like, need. never mind. Never mind. You can, y'all, yeah. adults, you mm-hmm. can infer what a release call might be. I think might you be. can. Yes. Gatsby I has one of those. Ew! So I did some research to find out more about how the cane toads have been found to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? The, the Australian people are 
trying to handle the situation as well as they can. So they're looking to monetize and they're looking to find <laughs> benefits and advantages. They're like, how can we make money <laughs> off these little yes. bastards? Yes. So one other way, in addition to finding, hopefully, an effective cancer treatment, is that they have found a new food source. Oh, no. Oh, eating them? Yes. So even though they are poisonous, if they are prepared correctly by somebody who has been trained in how to cook cane toads, they can be a very juicy and delicious treat. They might be prepared sautéed, stir-fried, or mixed into a nice salad. That's disgusting. And also, I don't understand that phrase. If they are prepared by somebody who's been trained to prepare them. Yes. Who was the... How how do we decide this? How Look, are you a few trained? good men were lost, but <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth the sacrifice so that Australia can yes. can become a global superpower off the cane toad market. Right. They're trying to literally create a market. <laughs> they are for cane toads. Another way that they're making a market out of this is selling leathers made from cane toads. Oh my god. <laughs> They're like, honestly, these things are just everywhere. Here, have one. Oh my, could you you imagine us doing that with like pigeons? We do it with alligators or with crocodiles. Not anymore. We have alligators. No. No, we, that's banned now. But you can still buy like antique ones. Yeah. Yeah. But. So I'm just going to go to Australia and buy some antique bufo skin purses. Whatever. (laughs) And. If I did, I would be in good company because do you know who else had one? I literally could not even guess. There's billions of people. That in the would world. be Princess Diana, who was really? gifted one on the occasion of her wedding to Prince Charles um, by the Australian Defense Department. They gave actually they gave the couple a handsome book bound in the skin of four genuine cane toads. That is so dumb, though, because, like, that's not a thing that innately has value. They were just like, we're trying to make this a posh thing. We have way too many of these little fuckers all around (laughs) Australia, so we made you a fancy thing. Please make this valuable. Yes, it is valuable It's like what we did with diamonds, where, like, they're really not that valuable, but we were like, oh, my God, look at this really fancy thing. Pay so much money for it. (laughs) And for some reason, people did. It's just so now, like cane, rock. now cane toad leather is like it's definitely a pricey something thing. that people buy when they're visiting Australia as tourists. All right, yeah. well, you know, gross to each their own. Halloween cat, <laughs> do oh. the Halloween cat. Ew! Just spit on me. Disgusting. You are not a llama. <laughs> Get out of here. <sighs> um. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the overabundance of cane toads specifically in Australia, Mm -hmm. but Britain has the opposite problem. They don't have enough toads? They don't have enough toads. Oh, no. I know. It's a national tragedy. (laughs) An international tragedy (gasps) that England does not have enough toads. With international mystery. (laughs) And intrigue. Where did they all go? Agent Toad must come and... <laughs> on on a wild ride to find where did the toads go? So likely the and it's specifically the common toad or the European toad, mm-hmm. um, which is a toad that is very common around Britain specifically, but they have become um, completely decimated, likely by urbanization, mm-hmm. new farming techniques. 
that um, include like draining a lot of the ponds, draining the swamp. One might say one might say that optimistically, and one might be wrong. (laughs) (sighs) Loss of habitat, pesticides. You know, all, all the normal things that, the normal that things. humans are doing to yes. the environment. One other thing, of course, is that heavier traffic has caused a sharp reduction as well, despite the fact that Britain is taking measures to try and create safe road crossings for toads. Are they putting up signs for toad crossings? Yes, they are helping toads to safely migrate to their breeding grounds by carrying them across busy roads in different manners. Let's, um, let's, on this big blank wall we have in uh-huh. our studio, Yes. let's create a collage, let's travel the world uh-huh. and just create a collage of all the different animal, okay. like, critter crossing signs that we find. I believe we have one here in the area. Is of, it? It's a frog crossing. Oh my god. Yeah. Let's go see it. We have a frog crossing in, in Davis. Let's go see it. To allow frogs to safely get to their is breeding near, ponds. Is it near Puda Creek? No, it's near... Um, Toad Hollow? Toad... Oh, Toad Hollow Dog Park? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's right near there. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. We have a dog park named after toads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go there sometime and hang out with Charlie. Okay. That sounds like fun. Let's do... And look they for They they take him in the morning sometimes. All right. Sounds good. Excellent. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Britain. That, that sucks. And I hope that you have... Good luck in finding better ways to help your toads. Also, migrate. it's your fucking fault. Stop building so many cities. I mean, yes, that too. Yeah, fair. We don't need that many big cities. Debatable. But also, nah. <laughs> Save some room for the toads. <laughs> so some other cool things about toads. Uh, toads breed in water. And they might migrate up to a mile or even more for suitable breeding ponds. When they lay eggs, they lay between 600 to over 30,000, depending on the species. Wow. And the eggs are laid in two long jelly tubes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just little sacks. Yes. Little Tubey yes, sacks. little jello tubey sacks. It's like those, the water tubies that, you know, you just kind of always played with as kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But filled with 600 to 30,000 eggs. Yeah. It's fine. That's it's why not, there's so many in all. Australia. Yeah. 30,000. And 30, you know, 000. like, probably, per, probably like per 10% live rate of that. Oh, like if that. But that's still 3,000. Yes. <laughs> Baby frog. Yeah. Even 5%. It's, like, insane. Right? Mm-hmm. 1,500 baby frogs yes. from one frog from one year, yep. one season. Yep. Do they do they breed only annually, or do they have multiple seasons in a year? Yeah, I didn't find anything about that. It's probably just the one season. I would season assume then. it's probably annual. It's pretty common for, yeah. um, for seasonal breeders to be annual. Yeah. Just sometimes they're like, not twice a year. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Goats are twice a year. For fun. Goats. They're so fun. But it's like different types of goats. Well, sure. Yes. Um, so the, do you know why they are called amphibians? No. No. Like I don't know the why we chose that word. The in origin particular. of that name. No, and I, I'm so frustrated with the Latin language, so please don't. Amphibians. Amphibians. I think that might be Greek. Either way. Like amphitheater, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely Greek. But 
the reason is because it comes from a word that means both lives, indicating that frogs start out their life in water, or frogs and toads start out their life in water, and then live on land. Salamanders, too. Don't forget about our other amphibian friends. Oh, yeah. Friends. All of our friendly amphibians. Yes. Yeah. That's right. When I think of amphibians, I can only think of the movie Over the Hedge, and how, like, <laughs> everybody keeps insisting for some reason that the turtle is an amphibian, and he's like, I'm a reptile. And, like, who thinks turtles are amphibians? Idiots. Like, that movie confused me so much as a kid, because I knew that, right. like, that turtles were reptiles, and yet... Every time I think about it, I'm like, "This is why movies are not to be trusted." <laughs> well, especially and also science over teachers. the hedge. <laughs> so maybe I wouldn't go with that one. They all lie to you. The only information you can trust is us. Is CritterCast? Yes, and only also all the places that we get our information from. Right, right. Like Google. I mean, Google itself doesn't give us information. Um, yes, it does. That's how the internet works. Our information today came from Live Science. Encyclopedia Britannica and some other awesome sources. It's Google. I mean, I found them using Google, sure. Google is the internet. Yes, the internet of Google. Yes, that's how the internet. The internet of toads. What? It's all toads. (laughs) All of it is toads. That's quite a jump. It's getting too I don't late. know. I think it was just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Oh, my God. It is 12.55 No, I had two more things. Cassie. A group of You're toads is me. called a knot, and toads breathe through their skin. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, uh, toads, frogs, breathe through their skin. I feel like that's something we probably should have covered earlier. There, I was following the flow of the information. Because they, they have lungs as well. It's not like they just only, like, it's just that they don't breathe through their mouth. Like, right. their lungs don't come in and out of their air holes like us. We have air holes. Yeah. For air. Yes. They have just all pores. and They have very yeah. porous skin. Exactly. Ugh, sucks to be a toad, man. Could you imagine having porous skin like a toad? And, like, everything that touched your skin just, like, soaked in. You would have to use so many detoxifying skin masks. Right? I'll just pull all those toxins out. <laughs> all those bufo toxins <laughs> right on out. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> uh, quickly, quickly losing um, my will trains to of live. thought. Yeah. No, no, I, I have a strong will to live. I've got, you know, my babies have got... My snaky. Yes, I'm just who like, would take care of sweet, sweet Ichabod? Excuse, Rue looks so offended right now. He's like, did you really just say the snake was more important than me? I love you, Rue, Rue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just knows you would take care of him. Oh, yeah. But the thing about toads, friends, is that <laughs> we could talk more and more about toads. I could drone on probably for 15 minutes with a story that was... Not really related to toads, but I could probably twist it to become related to toads. Oh, I don't have one in particular in mind. I'm just saying I could probably think of something, but I'm just not going to put that in there because chances are I'd probably cut it out in editing. Fair. (laughs) So today we're just giving you the straight up facts. Toads don't give you warts. No. There's really nothing Halloween-y about them. Except for the paralyzation and threat of death. Right, but that's not what people talk about when they think about like toads and Halloween. Well, of course not. You think about the Toad Choir at Hogwarts. We did not talk enough about Harry Potter. No. It just wasn't. You know, Neville is proof that toads are not great pets. Right. (laughs) Trevor just wants to do his own thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. (laughs) I guess I will tell the story. (laughs) 
I, I know there's very little chance that my very first high school boyfriend will ever listen to this podcast, so I feel safe oh boy. Uh, telling you guys. Oh, this is going to be a good my one. My first boyfriend in high school, I was 16. My mom had a rule I couldn't date till I was 16. So two days after I turned 16, one of my guy friends asked me to be his girlfriend, and I said yes. This is how I started dating. Yes. It was great. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, I can say yes. So I said yes. Not because I was into right. him, not because I had any interest in dating him, but because I could. Yes. So there you go. Right. His name was Trevor. Was he a frog? I think he was. <laughs> not that oh I like. Wait, wait, wait. Not that I legitimately think he was a frog, but something about him just always looked very frog like to me. Whoa. And I, like, like frog or fish like. I could never decide. Mm. One or the other. Did he have bufotoxins? I didn't touch him enough to know. <laughs> I gave him his space. <laughs> Actually, I requested my space. Yes. I think he would have wanted us to probably hold hands far more than I ever allowed him to. Oh, dear. Because, like I said, I wasn't actually interested in him. No, poor Trevor. I'm pretty sure I did tell him I loved him, though, because I was 16 and I felt peer pressure. So, you know. 16 is hard. Did you Did you never tell a boy in high school that you loved him? I don't I told that multiple boys in high school ago. that I loved them. It's fine. So long. To all oh the boys gosh. I've told I loved before. <laughs> I'm sorry I lied to all of you. Oh. I never really loved any of you. Oh, that's the new title of this episode. <laughs> Toads and why they never really loved you. Oh, they don't. They no, just they don't. do, though. They love you. As long as you keep far away from them and don't lick them. Yeah, they. I mean, they're just yeah, minding they're their own business they and doing their own thing. They don't care about you things. at all. It's like, I think they don't a lot even of know us, you exist, honestly. A lot of us would really just like to live the toad life. Like, just do our own thing, right? eat what we want, live where we want, and, and have nice everybody else leave us alone. Squishy mud. Like, take mud baths at a spa all the say, time. Say, I'm going to say the word one more time, right? Squidge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But we had help today for episode 16 of CritterCast. We had Assistance 11, the black cat. Yes, thank you. Rue, the chihuahua, and Ichabod, the Kenyan sand boa. We had three co-hosts today, and all of them were fairly quiet. We had a couple of comments from the peanut gallery Mm -hmm. under the table, including Poppy, the Schnauzer Terrier mix. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think Tinkerbell made a peep this episode. I think Tinkerbell is... On the couch, buried in blankets. blankets. That makes sense. Yeah. You gave her a treat, and she said, good yep. night. It's one in the morning. I'm mm-hmm. going to bed. Yeah. Um, and there was, I think, a, a chase scene, a dramatic chase scene Ooh, in the middle yeah. of this episode Very as well, excitement. which I hope you guys didn't hear because much, it was not pretty. Much excited. Um, but that was episode 16. So our goal for you is, is we'll post for sure on our Facebook page with links. If our Patreon and our PayPal are live, you can go check them out now. Double check our Facebook page and our Instagram for the announcement that they are live and then go check them out. Yeah. And then keep an, keep an eye out Uh because it's a visual for our next Meet the Critters of Crittercast video mm-hmm. on Wednesday, where we will feature one of our canine companions mm. um, before we delve into our cat for Halloween, our cat friends, yes. and then back into one of our reptile friends, so that we're just kind of bouncing bouncing around so as exciting. we go, oh for my sure. Gosh. Um, 
that that's what's going on yeah. in the world of CritterCast, and that's what's happening. Yep. Don't forget to support us and follow us on all of our social media. Our website is CritterCastPodcast.com. You can listen to all of our episodes, all six, uh, 16, uh, all 16 episodes on CritterCastPodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. at CritterCastPodcast. Yep. You can email us at CritterCastPodcast.com at gmail.com yes yes you can find us on twitter as cast critter mm-hmm. you can find us on facebook at CritterCast, mm-hmm. and that's about what we've got set up right now yeah when we're on patreon we'll be CritterCast, mm-hmm. and when we're on paypal we'll be CritterCast. yeah and the email will be CritterCastPodcast at gmail.com yeah so look for us in all those awesome places mm-hmm. don't forget to let us know if you have an animal you'd like us to delve into next uh, we do have our halloween critter our last mm-hmm. halloween critter lined up and we have a um, guest host lined up for after we have Halloween Critters. Mm-hmm. But we're happy to take suggestions and recommendations and questions. I believe we've been asked to do elephants a couple of times. So we might think about that for in the future. But let us know. That is it for us here at CritterCast. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile.